Welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast where we cover every single Telltale video game. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf, and I'm joined, as always, by Dustin Cornelius Jackson. It's so cold in space. And this week we're going to be covering Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, episode one, Tangled Up in Blue, originally released on April uh, 18th, 2017, directed by Jonathan Stouter, designed by Molly Malone, Mark Darren and Brian Freyermuth, uh, and written by Zach Keller, Nicole Martinez, and Timothy Williams. I feel like Molly Malone is another one for the good names list. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it, it does sound fun. It sounds like go, that person Go talk to Molly fun. Malone downtown. Molly Malone. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, <laughs> episode one, Tangled Up in Blue of Guardians of the Galaxy. So we're we're in our last stretch. We've been talking about this. Um, we've only got four more main series of Telltale games to cover before the end of our podcast, or at least before we are waiting for The Wolf Among Us 2. And this That's is a, not a small number. No, it's not. It, it's not a small number. I mean, it is a, it is a small number. I was going to say it was is a small number. Is what I meant number. to say. Yeah, I mean, we could be on different opinions on that. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, no, I mean, you convinced me. <laughs> Sometimes the strife introduces interesting conversation. uh but yeah we're we're starting guardians of the galaxy the telltale series i've not known anything about this series um leading up to this moment i know everything about the guardians of the galaxy movies i saw the three of them pretty good and yeah i love them it it might be the only mcu thing i give even the slightest damn about yeah, I, I think they're my favorite of the MCU movies as well. Um, this is not... It's weird, because simultaneously this Guardians of the Galaxy is very based on the movie Guardians of the Galaxy. But, but it's, also, not it's not necessarily Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. 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 It's like an alternate universe that's very similar. Yeah, every, every like stylistic choice that the movie made... Which was a lot of them, because uh, if you go back and watch the movie, and if you read any Guardians of the Galaxy um, comics, they're like, first off, the makeup of that team is changing all the time, and in the movies it's kind of a static group of people. Um, But this is the exact same lineup. And the stylistic choices with all of the pop songs, and uh, the, like exact style of humor which is mostly chris pratt doing funny like that's in here too it's not chris pratt but it's that thing in here um yeah it's really it really is the game of those movies yeah like like it 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 just feels like it even though i i mean yeah it's basically what we said it's not connected to the movies but it is along those exact same lines i was kind of looking forward for uh to a more different take than this i get that especially since that's what we got with like batman yeah like the telltale batman that's a very specific batman that has analogs to other batman uh but yeah really is is uh its own thing, especially in the way that uh, they handle characters like Joker or uh, Harvey Dent. Those are pretty unique things yeah. for those characters. 
And this is but like I this is say, the way I've seen Drax and the way I've seen Gamora and Nebula and Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, and and but I will say, even though it is sticking very close to what we know, I do like that more than Batman. I think. Yeah, you think so? I think yeah. Like I think I even like it more than uh such a different telltale version of Batman. I I just love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and and in yeah, this cool. sort of tone and these characters, I I feel like I I I'm, I had a great time with. Not to jump right into opinions on the episode. Hey Dustin, but, how uh, do you feel about it? Got it. Okay, now I we can thought go. it was <laughs> I thought it was real good. I had a good fun time with it. Um, I I felt like. It it had very good pacing, I'll say. Yeah, I will be the negative one this time. Okay. Uh, didn't I? This is maybe. I was wondering when this was going to happen because we've played so many of these at this point, right? Um, right. This is the first one that makes me feel like, oh, this is one of them. Like, <laughs> like this is maybe the most one of them Telltale game we've played so far. Uh, and we got pretty far without feeling like that because even something like um, Game of Thrones, which I know was not exciting for you, or or Batman, which um, is, I think, maybe a, a very pure distillation of the Telltale formula at this point, or The Walking Dead, which is what they're known for, all of those franchises, uh, to their credit, they, they do such a good job picking them. They're so... Um, identifiable. They've got such a strong identify or identity um, to their branding, to their aesthetic, to their storytelling, uh, to just the the tone of the world. And this one, I think, maybe just because MCU tone is something that I'm very used to because there's been so many movies of them. Right. Um, it it really felt like the most one of them so far um and also it had maybe the sense of humor that i liked personally the the least i didn't click with it as much as uh as some of the other games and i get it you was very quippy <laughs> it, it was very quippy yeah dustin uh, how do you feel about you quippy um I think there's a time and a place for Quippy, and I would say Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the few times where I'm like, I like this being Quippy. I like having these characters say little funny things, but it's when it kind of bleeds over into other things mm-hmm. that I that I get sick of it. But you know, I I think it uh, it it's funny. I think. It works for me here in the opposite way that it doesn't work for you, uh, because I have not seen very many Marvel movies. I have very little interest, Nev. Seen very few. I I think Guardians three, actually Guardians two and three are the only ones I've seen. Well, no, I saw the Spider Man ones. Um, but yeah, I'm. And that's I'm already very... like six movies. That's a lot, though. You know, like I yeah, yeah but it's, I, I it's have not seen like many I watch them that, all the also, time. That's quite a bit, quite a few. Right, but it's it, it's not like I watch them like all the time. I watched them like once. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, you know, I'm not super down on that right now, at least with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I'm sure if I saw... It, I'm sure if I was, like, neck deep in the MCU, maybe I would get sick of it. Maybe I'd be like, I'm I'm a little uh, sick of this sense of humor uh, going around. But uh, I thought it worked. I thought it was fine. I, I yeah. got a few lines that uh, gave me a chortle. On the other hand, I have seen all of the MCU. Um, <laughs> except the current season of Loki. Haven't uh, caught up on that yet. But that's, yeah, I've seen the whole deal. Uh, this feels very much like an MCU movie, uh, as much as Guardians of the Galaxy the movie does, which is, I, I think, a lot. I think it it feels a lot like a typical MCU movie. It is, it is, in my opinion, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is my favorite MCU movie. I, I think it's the best one. Wow. Yeah, I, I put Volume 2 highest. I, I think that's unpopular, but I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I... It's probably my least favorite of the three, but I do like all three a lot. Yeah, I really like uh, I like Kurt Russell as ego a lot. I think that's a great role. Um, yeah. So the whole premise here, one way it does diverge pretty strongly from the MCU, especially from uh, for a game that came out in 2017. Which, uh, for context, I think uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two was about to come out. I think that's right. I remember looking into it a while back. Actually, let's look that up just for for safety. Good idea. That that's you being on the ball. If you search Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the first recommendations that comes up is Guardians of the Galaxy 4 and I <laughs> that just sounds like people being like, "Please." <laughs> um, okay. I I know we just got 3, but give me 4. Yeah, so this the first episode of this game came out on April 18th, 2017, which is less than a month before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, the movie. Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. So at this point, only timing. one movie was out. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, one year after this is Infinity War, and one year after that is Avengers Endgame. So we're deep in the part of the story of like oh we're getting ready for thanos to be a big problem and right uh what they do in this episode is right off the bat within the first like combat challenge uh with within the first mission of the guardians of the galaxy they kill thanos right away uh, yeah and it's like yeah. not even a big deal yeah it's like kind of hard <laughs> yeah they have it, a it, big gun that rocket made and it kills him yeah it it turns out that's all it takes yeah they should have tried a bigger gun yeah they could have saved a, a lot of movies yeah iron man has like small handgun in his hand um trying to think yeah i don't think any of the rest of them have big guns so that'll hey got some news for it. you try the big gun next time <laughs> yeah yeah um so the whole episode is it was it was Thanos trying to collect this treasure called the Eternity Forge. They don't do anything with Infinity Stones, which I think is probably a good idea because yeah. um, that that could be. I think if you put those in it, it just becomes about that. Um, yeah. So this it's this as far as I know, a new object 
that they made up for this, probably. Called the Eternity yeah. Forge. Uh, Thanos wanted it. Guardians of the Galaxy killed Thanos. Uh, Peter Quill takes the Forge. Uh, he doesn't know what it does, so he just drinks from it like it's a wine glass. Um, that's fun. And that's the whole, like, that kind of is the whole episode. I mean, all the important stuff is, we haven't talked about any of the important stuff yet. But, like, that's the <laughs> that's the vibe. So, I will yeah, say... Yeah, that's the whole episode besides the important stuff that comes after. I will say killing Thanos right away and then, like, just having to sort of deal with that. Like, do your paperwork on the uh effects of killing thanos that's a cool that's a cool opener for a series yeah i like that That, yeah (laughs) sorry i agree um especially since on the back it it makes it sound like thanos is just gonna be the big bad of the series Mm -hmm. and boy no i mean it's possible i i don't know anything about this going forward do you think maybe he stays dead or maybe he comes back or something i don't i don't know but uh he seemed pretty dead it would be so lame if he came back after this um i mean like they did sort of just shoot him um yeah that's what i was i was saying oh he's gonna like get up at any point right like they just kind of shot him but uh the damage did look pretty uh pretty heavy it was like a big flaming crater inside of him. Yeah, that's the thing with superhero stories like this, especially in this vibe. The the rules are always like anyone that you see die could probably just come back in some way because there's magic and space tech and um, other contrivances. Right. But like, it was so funny for him to just be dead. So, yeah. like, I, I really hope they understood that about what they had and didn't try to mess it up by thinking, oh, people want to see Thanos. Oh, plus you got to kick him. You get to kick Thanos, fun. yeah. Um, Yeah, Rocket is kicking Thanos. And then Gamora, because in, in this story as well, Gamora is the adopted daughter of Thanos. They took that right from the movies. Um, She's like, that's my dad. Stop it. And then you can choose to kick him. And then I did. I did as well. Yeah, of that course. was fun. He was good to kick him. Yeah, he's a big purple man. Yeah. Um Yeah, so how do you feel about the characterization of the guardians of these characters? Uh I thought they were pretty good. Um I I mean they it really is just uh Oh, these are like the Guardians I've seen in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and and I like them in the movie, so I like them here. Yeah, you skip the origin story part. They're already well established as in each of their roles, and they have been the Guardians of the Galaxy for a long time. Uh, right. They are... I was trying to like get a read on what kind of organization they are. Like, are, are they privately run or are they like an extension of the nova core um because it, it it sort of seems like the nova core uses them as like an ancillary mercenary group uh but clearly it, it they just feel like they are a privately run thing like they just own themselves yeah yeah i i think that's what it is because it it, it seemed to me that they were separate from the nova core but they can you know, work with the Nova Corps if it benefits them. Yeah, maybe that's how, like, Sam and Max interact with the police. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just doing their own thing. They have their own office. It's a spaceship called the Milano, which is, again, right from the movie because it's named after Alyssa, uh, Alyssa Mar- Milano. Melissa Milano. Alyssa Milano. There you go. That's the one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you like those characters in the movie, they are exactly as they are here. Um, sort of alcoholic Peter Quill. Uh Revenge-focused Drax, um, daughter of Thanos, Gamora, Rocket, who is just like the biggest asshole. We're talking like <laughs> movie three Rocket here. Uh, they they got Rocket to be a bigger asshole really fast. Um, they ramped it up. They, they, they took a shortcut there. Um, and Groot is him. That's what he He's always says. Tree, Groot is me. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> He uh, says, hello there, everybody. My name is Groot. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's the group. That's just who they are. It's how they act. Um, Nebula is still Gamora's sister, and you see her. You can see her on a, uh, a, like a Skype call with Gamora. And yeah. she's mad about Thanos dying because I guess she was still uh, uh, loyal to Thanos. Right, yeah. Yeah. So it it sounds like that's exactly what you you told Gamora to make the call. Yeah, I told Gamora because Gamora says Nebula is going to hunt down each of us and kill us. And I was thinking like you should probably tell her to not do it. <laughs> you, yeah, that'd be a good idea. I don't understand why I would say, well, you better not tell her because she's <laughs> she'll just know it at some point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, they they all go to a bar to celebrate a space bar where there are space people and space alcoholic beverages. And uh, I think this is the weakest part of the episode for me. Really, this really stands out as frustrating to me. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, I'm gonna skip right to the end of the episode and say this was my golden moment. Whoa. Okay. Well, so what part specifically? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, sure. I just liked I just liked getting to chit chat with the crew. I th- I thought it was great to take some time after you kill Thanos to just walk around, talk to your friends, see how they're doing, see what's going on in their mind. Right. Th- I thought it was a great little scene. There are parts that I liked for sure, and I, I like the the talking to each of the crew members that you're talking about now. Um, okay. But what was it you didn't care for? Yeah. So as as you go around, like first I think you go to Drax. And Drax is sitting there, and he's celebrating because he feels like he got revenge on his, uh, you know, longtime enemy. But Rocket comes up and says, you know, Peter sh- uh, took the shot. You didn't really get revenge, which is theoretically true, but, you know, it was group effort. Um, yeah. And what I wanted to say in that moment to Drax was, group effort, you know, like, I wouldn't have been able to take the shot if you didn't, you know, we were involved in the thing together. Um, right but it's one of those telltale binary choices where we can either say you know what drax i did sort of kill thanos and you're kind of just a scrub or no it was actually just you buddy (laughs) (laughs) like well i saw it happen and it was why why is this the way this is framed um so i you know i'm not trying to start a fight with drax so i i told him yeah you got him 
Uh, and then, like, they do the same thing with Rocket. Uh, Rocket is, he's <laughs> with, like, a bunch of alien girls, and they're going to do shots off the big gun. Uh, That's fun. That is fun. That's pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, like, one sentence in to Quill talking to Rocket, uh, Rocket says, yeah, so this is the gun that took down Thanos. And Peter goes, yeah, you're lucky I'm a good shot if you choose that. I chose it because it sounded fun, you know, like you know, we're just ribbing each other. Um, if you choose right. this, Rocket becomes extraordinarily mad at you um, <laughs> immediately in a way that is permanent and affects the rest of the whole episode. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it, uh, man, it, it, they use this um, bar scene. To sort of give you a taste of affecting your relationship with the other guardians, um, that's that's the mechanical use of this scene, and just having like a small joke with Rocket immediately makes him uh, non-cooperative and very upset at you for the rest of the episode. He actively hurts things that you're trying to do, uh, <laughs> like. I, I said, you're lucky I'm a good shot. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. And then Rocket goes. Rocket's like, whoa. Quill, what could you, you why do you have to be this way? Could you not, like, let us have a good time for once? I'm leaving. <laughs> and he storms out of the bar. And then uh, Groot's just standing with uh, Peter. And Groot goes, I am Groot. And then he also angrily uh, storms out of the bar. So, like, I just, in that one, it took one second. I sat down, it gave me the option, and I took it to, to do a little joke with a buddy, and then they left. They're gone. They hate me. We're, we're on, uh, not on the best of terms. That's crazy. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like, it, it's immediately, <laughs> it, I, I don't like this scene, and I imagine I could have messed up similarly with Drax, where I go like, well, you know, I shot him, but we all worked together. Like, if, if it was that, I, he probably would have stormed off, too. He probably would have punched me, I bet. Yeah. Right. I mean, <clears throat> with Drax, at least it's not, like, under the guise of, like, being a joke. That is just kind of like, actually, I kind of did it. You didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, but with Rocket, that does seem like a more innocent option. I guess I see why I like this scene better than you did, because <laughs> I did not get that. Yeah, and then uh, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh my god, I realize what I was I just could have done with Drax. I know what I'm <laughs> going to do with Gamora now, because I lost Groot and Rocket. Uh, they have left awkward. the party. Awkward! Yeah, uh, Rockward. That's when Rocket is awkward. <laughs> and then uh, I, I bet that if we said some other thing to Gamora, she would be like, maybe she could have been mad at us too. Um, you know what's so interesting about that is uh, there's a choice that comes later that I thought would have really pissed Rocket off more, but it didn't seem to as much as this choice did. This, like, <laughs> innocent little comment. Well, which choice was that? Uh, what to do with Thanos' body. Sure. I mean, that's the big one of the episode. Yeah, that's yeah, that's but like the it seems choice. like. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like it from the way you're talking. Here, it sounds like this really pisses off rocket i did not choose to give him to the collector uh i went with uh gamora's suggestion to give him to the nova Corps just because it seemed like a 
more personal thing to her. Like, it seemed like a better reason. But Rocket was still, like, totally fine with me. He was, like, a little pissed off. He was like, you're missing out. We could have gotten a lot more money and it would have been cool. Well, but, like, yeah. he was, like, cooperative. He was still, like, uh, a friend. I also chose to give Thanos' body to the Nova Corps. Um, and after we do it, we find well, out... Well, you, the- you and Rocket were not on good terms, so I could... Rocket was pissed like off the whole time. Yeah, and... That's so crazy to me. Is he was he happy at all with you at any point? Because like we were friendly, we were friendly at first, not and once. then not well. So he was a little pissed when I chose not to sell him to the collector. He's like, "What are you doing, you stupid idiot?" But after that, he 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 was more pissed at the Nova Corps. Like we get to the Nova Corps thing, he's just like in the ship, just like yeah, he does that with me too. He, yeah, he doesn't want to be part of it. He's telling them how much they suck over the intercom. But, like, not once did he have anything, like, super... It felt like we were still on good terms, even though I went against what he wanted. Yeah, it it, it kind of... Um, it, it reminds me of an aspect of the movies that I really like. And it especially shows up in the second movie. Where you have these, like, cartoony kind of bands of superheroes or agents or whatever in all these movies and like a lot of not just marvel movies but like this is a very common trope right just like a group of people and they all have their own little um uh like western narrative trope that they tackle like there's always a dumb one we got drax he's kind of the dumb one and uh there's always sort of like a jerk like like a little bit of a trickster or jerk Right, your resident ball buster. Yeah, your resident ball buster, uh, Timrick. And uh, that guy is Rocket in the Guardians of the Galaxy. And what the movies really explore, like, in in, in a way that I think is very fun, is if you actually had a guy whose main personality trait was being a jerk, it it would be genuinely awful. Like, you can't just have that... You can't just be friends with Gary Oak, you know? Like, if if you let the trope exist as it's portrayed, but let the uh, the situation realistically play out, you, you'll immediately be like, dude, Rocket, we are not cool. <laughs> we are... You, you suck so bad. You give me shit all the time. I find your fur all over in the in the shower. Yeah, you are On not purpose. good to hang out with, man. Like this is really bad. This is this is not <laughs> something that I can just say, "Oh, he's the resident kind of jerk of the litter." He's he's like a problem. <laughs> he's he, he's like an executive level management needs to come in and like give us PR training problem. Yeah, you are a bully. Yeah. You are a bully and mean to me. Uh <laughs> and, and this uh this game taps into that for sure um, right what's interesting that I, I i just thought about is um these telltale games they did alter them as they were coming out in in order to adapt to fan feedback i wonder if there's anything later in this series that has adapted to the fact that a second movie came out oh that's i well i know one character shows up f- that is from two. I, I wonder if, uh, if if that's why. I mean, that would make sense. One character later in the series. Yeah, 
Oh, did you like read ahead? Do you do some uh, you do some snooping? I haven't done. I, I I just I just I've just seen things in the past. Okay. I, I've seen okay. a trailer here and there. I've seen a <laughs> screenshot. Uh, yeah. So you find out first off that you have this massive bar tab. Uh, you blacked out at some point during the night. Um, you, by the way, is Peter Quill. You're Peter Quill through most of the decisions that you have to make. Right. Um, yeah, I don't think they ever put you in the decision-making position of another party member. No. Yeah. Uh, I, you you are you play as them a little bit in like action scenes, but that's about it. Yeah. You yeah like quick time. I mean, events, they're just QTEs. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but like any decision-making, any of that Telltale stuff, that's all. Peter it's Quill. all. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Peter Quill, aka Star Lord, as a character in general before this? Uh, I like him okay. He's probably not like my favorite member of the group, but you know he he gets a laugh here and there. He seems like a a, a nice enough guy. He kind kind of a jerk, but not to rocket level jerk. Yeah. If Guardians of the Galaxy is an interesting group because like I kind of need to blur my eyes to like it. Um, because because <laughs> if you think about any of these individual characters, I don't think I like them. Uh, like, <laughs> like Groot is so one note and uh, literally and on purpose. Uh, R- R- Rocket is extremely frustrating. Uh, Peter Quill <laughs> is kind of like your, your stand-in guy. I mean, he's a pretty good stand-in guy. I like him as a stand-in guy. Um, he's got a lot of personality compared to your average, like, oh, fish out of water kind of guy. The, the main character. Yeah. And then Gamora and Drax are both so stoic. Uh, so like between all of them, like, I don't know if these are any of my favorite characters really, but I love the guardians of the galaxy. They're fun. Um, their, their dynamics with each other really work. Well, it's, I think it's that. And I think it's also that like the stories that are told in this, um, in, in this framework and any of the guardians of the galaxy stuff, they're Mm -hmm. stories that are like, I don't need to root for the guardians, um, the stories are are happening in and of themselves and the stories are are good stories but like we're not powering through a lot of uh, opposition most of the time with those stories it's just the story itself is something that you can watch without being fixated on the characters sometimes Um, it goes back and forth a little bit but yeah well one one thing i kind of think about is how uh there there are some characters out there where you like them because they're bad. <laughs> like, they're not good people, but that makes them, like, entertaining, funny characters. Sure, yeah, and I think Rocket is often that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, e- even, if they're, even if you look at this person and you're like, I would not be friends with this little raccoon mutant. I, I, he's such a jerk. He's always giving everyone such a hard time. Uh, people are right to hate him. But also, I love watching him be that character. Yeah, and I, I think it it hits easier for me in a movie. Uh, especially compared to a video game in the style of the Telltale framework. You're, yeah, you, you don't have to interact with them directly. And also, there's a lot less of it. Yeah, in, in a Telltale game, I've brought up my frustration characters before, right? Like, Wallace... Um, and, and and Rocket Raccoon here, and uh, I'm trying to think of too many others. Um, Man, Wallace and Rocket, what a team up! Ivan, a little bit from uh, from Minecraft. <laughs> uh, 
like right like there, there's characters who you would love to just like because they give you the premise right the premise of your choices affect the game i actually wrote it down this time this game adapts to the choices you make uh they they put it at the front like it's like the esrb makes them and you know they don't it's more of a branding thing like establishing um th- this idea it, it makes it look mandated and that gives it some power i think it makes people excited about it right um but yeah like they, they give you the premise of you have these choices you can r- interact with these characters you can make this world be the way you want it to be because you're a character in it with uh um uh, ability you're a character in there with uh, volition of your own and I always get frustrated when there's like, you're telling me I I can't do anything with Rocket? Because I can think of things to do with Rocket. You know, I can think of things I could say, but they're, they're never the, um, they're, they're never the dialogue choices. I feel very railroaded by dialogue in this uh, episode, more so than other ones. Uh, and th- that I think rubbed me the wrong way and it makes sense right because like if you want to give the player full control of a character that character no longer has a personality uh, the player can right. give them one but it's not one that you can account for uh, because yeah. it's just whatever the player is going to do at any given moment and in these franchise heavy uh, narrative heavy games that is never the kind of character you want to play as. So they give you a character like Star-Lord who's got a very specific uh, personality and like a, a very colorful way that Star-Lord approaches talking to people and doing things. Uh, so like I'm, I'm caught between I know what I want to say and there's a thing Star-Lord would say and they, they don't even come close a lot of the time in this episode. Uh, whereas sometimes with Lee in The Walking Dead, for instance, or Jesse in Minecraft, it was much more about, like, be the Lee or Jesse or Clementine or even Bigby Wolf that you think the character could be. Even though Bigby Wolf, I think, is maybe in a, a bit more in the other direction, too. Right. I get that. Yeah. Um, between a lot of that stuff, I, I just didn't feel like the, the, the storytelling approach of this... Um, gameplay mechanic was working for me this time i'm i'll I'll, i'm you know we're gonna give it the whole season we'll find out if it changes but uh that's my take so far that that's and i'm i'm glad that we have uh i i don't even know if i want to say differing viewpoints because i i get where you're coming from uh i i guess it just didn't uh hit me in the same way it hit you yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, do we want to talk about the Eternity Forge? Yeah, let's talk about the Eternity Forge. Eternity Forge. Uh, that's the thing from the episode, right? Yeah, it's a little cup. Yeah. Um, you could you could drink from it, but you could also do more with it. Yeah, Star Lord grabs it in his uh his bedroom where he's got a picture of him and his mom from when he was still on Earth on the wall, and um. Looking at the picture some somehow triggers something with the uh, Eternity Forge. And he goes back in time and occupies his younger self's 
um, either memory or dream of hanging out with his mom shortly before she died. Um, uh, yeah. Of cancer. Again, it's exactly what happens in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, you just have a little, like a nice little scene with her. I did like yeah, this. I, I, I thought this was great. I thought it was a great scene. Yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, let's see. I won't lie, I got a little choked up. Just a smidge. Yeah, because uh, Peter got in trouble for fighting a classmate, I guess. Uh, even though they yeah. were maybe picking on him. And that part is not uh, completely shown, or, or uh, like you don't know how much he's lying about that. Uh, it well it's yeah it sounds like the kid like broke his headphones or something yeah yeah but i could also imagine peter quill being like a, a dick to that first kid anyway <laughs> like i don't know how good of a kid he was right especially this version of him uh and his mom's like dude you can't be doing that uh and she makes you in that moment make a promise to her to um Use your words instead of violence, and you can choose to make the promise or not. Did you make the promise? I did, even though I felt like I probably... I don't I don't know if that's a promise I can keep up. Not every situation is a words situation. Yeah, I, I did make the promise as well. My thought was like, well, I'll start with words. I feel yeah. like that's good enough for the promise, you know? I, I, I totally agree. Like... I'll start with words. I'll try to hash it out peacefully. But if they're gonna, if they're like a Thanos, yeah. If they're like one of a Thanos, maybe talking is not gonna help much. Yeah, and I like I don't be I don't feel beholden to promises like this where the context is obviously gonna be thrown back in my face. Uh, so like <laughs> if if I break this promise because there's a Thanos type figure uh, who. We we even tried to talk to, but it had to go to violence. Uh, right. I'm going to assume that she would have understood. Yeah. She- <laughs> if, if she was like in the back, if you like called her up first and said, Mom, look. Like like if she were still alive and you called her before fighting yeah. Thanos and you were like, Hey, Mom, look, I know I made you that promise, but this guy, he's just not listening to reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to get like this crazy artifact. Can I like... Uh, Shoot him with a big gun. Yeah, and if he I, did that, I would she hope would definitely that would be, okay. be like, oh, of course. Yeah, that's not the violence I was talking about. Yeah, I meant like if someone breaks your headphone or like steals your Kit Kat bar or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I That said, I do think that they're going to make it really sad if I break the promise, and I'm waiting for that to happen to me. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then like as it fades out of the dream sequence... Uh, Peter's mom sort of breaks the fourth wall and she talks to modern day Peter and says, find me, find me, uh, which indicates that maybe she is still alive somehow or the Eternity Forge is tricking Peter. I have a feeling it's going to be that one. I think so, too. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> also or. Maybe the Eternity Forge can just bring people back to life, but it's going to be really bad to do. Like a, like a zombie, like a spooky zombie. Yeah, or maybe like it requires killing a different person. I that's I mean that's what it says at the end. It's 
when they're trying to steal it back from uh, Hala, who we have not gotten to yet, but uh, she specifically, she, she asks Peter if uh, he would bring someone back to life if it meant killing someone else. So I assume that's what this thing does. Yeah. Um, uh, but it would be funny if, like, it brought Peter's mom back, but she was, like, a turtle or something. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the Joel Haver sketch where he can manifest any, like, the the perfect breakfast <laughs> anytime? Yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> but it kills someone when he makes the breakfast. And he has, he has to drink the really disgusting, like, dish water. Yeah, but he doesn't do it. <laughs> he doesn't want it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, but he's always still just making these breakfasts for himself. <laughs> he's just still <laughs> doing it all the time. It's a really good donut, right? Yeah, it's a really good pineapple, right? <laughs> it's like the best you ever had. It's worth killing someone. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I imagine the Eternity Forge works exactly that way. Yeah, you get a breakfast. Uh, yeah, so we both sold Thanos' corpse to the Nova Corps. Um, yeah they they there's a great little scene where the nova Corps guy comes up and he says peter quill i'm your biggest fan and peter's like eh, cool <laughs> like, great man great awesome um and then it's determined that uh you don't get any money for it right now because the nova Corps is so bureaucratic you're gonna get it in like six to nine months and rocket's just kind of in the ship shaking his head out <coughs> Excuse me, I sneezed. I hurt my lip That's when okay. I sneezed. Oh my goodness, are you okay? Barely, dude. I'll hold on. But uh, so the sale of Thanos to uh, the Nova Corps is interrupted by who is going to be the main antagonist of the series, Hala the Accuser. Oh, neat. Accuser. Yeah. Uh, like Ronan the Accuser from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, she is also a Kree. Um, but in this, they, they do do something interesting here. Uh, in this version of the universe, it is assumed by basically everyone, the Kree are long dead. Right. Uh, they are a warlike, super advanced race that once existed in the galaxy. They're not around anymore. Uh, but Hala is a Kree, and she has a ship full of... This felt very expansive to me. Uh... This whole episode felt very expansive to me. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of because uh, <clears throat> like when you're you got hover boots, you can use the hover boots. Yeah, but like the hover boot boots feel not nearly as good as the expanse of zero G stuff. Oh, d- definitely. But still, the fact that they were doing it like as early as this. Yeah, and so when you go on the Kree ship, it's like the uh, like the asteroid in the expanse where there's a bunch of yeah, like. It, the Kree stasis pods. Uh, yeah, stasis pods. Like the the tombs. They're, they're dead in there, but they're they're being held up just in case. That that's the point where I wrote down in my notes getting real expanse vibes from this. Yeah, but like because this is Guardians of the Galaxy, and because it is a comedy, uh, the first thing Peter Quill does is like, well, I'm taking them offline. We got it. <laughs> We gotta divert uh, some other power here, so there we'll just kill those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they ain't getting any debtor. Yeah, whereas in the expanse, I, I think you leave the station in a like it could still potentially work if they find the miracle cure they're looking for. Right. Yeah. Um. So you have a you have a fight with Hollow the Accuser. Hollow seems to have lost. Um. 
I can't. I I don't remember what it w- was like implied to be. Was it her son or brother or something, or or loved one? I th- I thought it. I thought it was her brother. Okay, but uh, now I'm second guessing myself. I I don't think they said outright. So we'll we'll find out later. Um, yeah, she just said like uh, there's like someone she wanted to bring back, but then she also implied she was gonna bring back like. Like, she says that uh, the billions of Kree lives have been lost. Mm-hmm. So I assume she's going to want to bring back more than just one. Yeah, so it looks like she's going to use the Eternity Forge somehow, if it works this way, which we still don't really know. Um, right. To bring back the Kree. That's the idea. It will involve a lot of sacrifice, probably unwilling from a lot of other people uh yeah probably i I think if you're gonna sacrifice like a billion people to bring back a billion crease one or two people might be like i don't know about that yeah uh, uh so you you do a quick fu- quick time event uh fight with her she's clearly above your level which i guess maybe means she was above thanos's level too well no she didn't have big gun uh and you yeah, don't have big to gun be fair here. it's yeah, it's just the two of you. It's not the whole team versus her or anything. And and yeah, the big gun, you can't forget about that. Yeah, uh so so you do a fight and then you end up victorious because uh I think Rocket directs the Milano to shoot uh yeah. the the windows out of the ship. Mm-hmm. And then you can go See, uh, he doesn't hate you. He doesn't hate you so bad that he wouldn't save you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um oh by the way, Something I wrote down to, to, uh, to make sure I addressed. They said it was the Kree immediately. Uh-huh. When Hollis showed up, Drax was like, kill all those Kree for me when you're there. Because uh, you can choose to bring Drax or Gamora, and I brought Gamora. Um, Same. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Drax was like, kill all those Kree for me. And then when they go on the, the ship... Uh, Peter goes, seems like these are Cree pods. Like, as if they're discovering it was the Cree, <laughs> even though they just said it was. Um, we've been we've been saying Cree a lot, but this is surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. And then Gamora goes, I guess some of them still exist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, clearly, one writer didn't get the memo on what they were trying to go for <laughs> in, right. in terms of presenting these uh, this race. But also, in that skirmish, Hala stabs Peter Quill, like, straight up in the chest. Um, yeah, 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 just straight up. Uh, I thought he was going to die, which I guess is the point. I think he did. Um, right, but yeah. the thing brought him back. Yeah, so they uh, they bring him on the, the Milano, everyone's sort of uh, yelling at each other, like, oh, who, who let Peter die? And uh, Peter then is dying while that happens. Uh, he has a... That's my favorite Baja Men song. He has another flashback to uh, his mom's funeral. Uh, and right. it's the memory of Yondu picking him up. Uh, mm. It's the first alien he ever sees. They, they never show... Like that first interaction with kid Peter Quill and Yondu in the movies. I like how they did it here. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah. I liked it. Um... Also, in in this instance, they made it a choice for Peter, whereas in the movie, it's like, oh, he was abducted by aliens. 
That is different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of nice that it lets you choose. I mean, obviously, I'm going to go with aliens. Yeah, I, Yondu is nice. He's nicer here than he normally is. Yeah. Um, Want to know a funny little story about Yondu? Not directly tied to this game, but uh, to, to Yondu specifically. Okay. So, do you remember the game Disney Infinity? Yeah. So, I was reading an interview about why that game uh, crashed and burned, which which was unfortunate, but uh, I just remember one of the people giving the interview was saying, uh, yeah, you know, we made a ton of figures for a ton of characters, and we didn't really think about what characters would sell the best and which one would be popular, and he said, we couldn't even give Yondu figures away. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, they, um, you know. I have the Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> to play as. You think I'm going to play as Yondu? Yondu is, uh, so like in the original Guardians of the Galaxy lineup, the first time they ever used that name, Yondu's one of them. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, like it, like way back in time in the comics, uh, Yondu was one of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, nice, nice. Yeah, I I like Yondu. I think I would choose him above certain Guardians members for sure. I like him. It's just, yeah, for a video game, he's not high up on the list of characters I would choose to play as, I guess. Yeah. Uh, man. Or like buy a figure of. Well, I guess I would. I did buy the figure of him. Um, okay, uh, so... Yeah, Peter's brought back. Peter's brought back, right, right, right. Thank you, thank you. Uh, no problem. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Uh, with the Eternity Forge, and then you see that, and then he looks like he, he jolts awake, and then he looks at the forge, and he's like, well, shit, and then before he can say shit, uh, the credits roll. I think they should have let him say shit. <laughs> Come on, let him say it. He's earned it. He died. Yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, they let him say fuck, and that's a MCU movie. Isn't that so crazy that, like, that's not just for a Marvel movie, but it's one of the, like, only Disney movies ever to have an F-bomb. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of wild. Uh, And it's dropped so casually. When I heard it was going to have, like, I I saw some articles saying, uh, oh, first F-bomb in a Marvel movie. And I thought, oh, obviously they're going to save it for like a big important moment. And then it's for like the most casual jokey moment it could possibly be. Or yeah, or like save it for Deadpool maybe or or something like a like a character that makes sense to have one. Uh, Right. (laughs) But but no, it's just it's just a fun little thing. Uh, I, I saw an interview with James Gunn where he was talking about it. Uh, and I guess Chris Pratt just sort of improved it. It wasn't in the script. And he was like, okay, okay we'll keep it. it. It was funny, so we'll keep it. And then, uh, <laughs> like, Kevin Feige, the, the Marvel guy, um, right? he watched the movie and he was like, James, you should really, you should really take it out of the movie. I mean, like, do you want to be known as the first person to put an F-bomb in a Marvel movie? <laughs> And he was like, <laughs> "Was he expecting yes. him to say? Yeah, was he expecting him to say no?" That's such a weird perspective to like not want to be that person, <laughs> right? Like, I would of, definitely of course want to be I want to be that person. I want to be the person to do it first. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I forget sometimes that there's like not only people of different ages, but large pockets of the country 
where people of all ages kind of still care about the word fuck. Right. It's, yeah, it's so... I, How do you feel about it? It's such a funny nothing word. It's It doesn't mean anything. It, it can't offend a person because it doesn't, like, refer to a specific kind of person. So... Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's like, it, it's just... It feels so old-fashioned to be, like, actually offended by it. It's just a word. Yeah, who would care? Who would possibly care about that? Yeah, who's gonna... You're gonna say, Ah, fuck, whoops, I stubbed my toe. And then someone goes, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's expletives, which I just think are, like... Fine. Straight up. (laughs) And there's there's slurs, which I think are are genuinely terrible and represent a completely other... Thing, but between the two of them, they're totally. not the same sort of curse. And I think there are parts, that there are some cultures that are closer to me than I would have expected them to be that actually care more about expletives than slurs, which I, I really can't get in the mindset of. That's wild to me. Yeah, that that's very surprising. Like, I, I get it if there's like, like, I have a niece and nephew. I wouldn't want to, like, say fuck in front of them and then have them start saying fuck all the time. But, like, otherwise, other than that, like, who really cares? Yeah, and, like, even then, I mostly just don't want kids to say it because I don't want them to get in trouble by the ones who... Yeah. By the older people who care. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, like, like, in a vacuum, just I really a word, don't care if they say it. <laughs> yeah, it's just a word that means the same thing as, like, ah, shoot. Yeah. Well, in in shoot is only the way that it is because it is like a replacement for shit. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's it's just something that conveys frustration. It conveys information of any kind. Like it's it's valuable to ha- anyway. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're not putting fuck on trial Already. here. Yeah, sorry fuck. Uh so that's the end of the episode uh, in the post credits you get a little bit of a like uh mockumentary thing where all of the guardians talk to the camera and uh say what they're nervous about for the next episode, which I thought was kind of cute. I- I think that's fun. I think that's a, a much funner way to do like a next time on a episode. Yeah. Um, it, it lets you get each character's uh, perspective. It reminds you what's on their mind at that point going forward. I think there was one episode of Minecraft where they did that, but it wasn't like a normal thing. It seems like they might do it every episode here. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Minecraft, want to know something fun? Okay. Well, fun for me. Not I. I don't think you'll care at all. I went <sighs> back and got the uh, achievements that just decided never to pop up. Oh, for did me you in Minecraft story mode? Did you just yeah. have to do it a second time? Um. Yeah, I just had to like. So all the achievements are just uh, beat this chapter, and then it just wouldn't pop up from time to time. So I just made a duplicate save file, and I just redid like specific chapters of each episode. You you like skipped ahead uh, for it. Well, I I just made a copy of my already completed save file so I could oh, go backwards. Okay, gotcha. Uh, some of them took a little longer than others, uh, but it was fine. I did it. And now I never have to play Minecraft Story Mode Season One ever again. How long was the process of getting all the uh, achievements? Uh, maybe like a couple. I don't want to say a couple hours. Maybe like an hour and a half because some of those scenes were pretty long i know the biggest one is like that episode two branch where you can go to one town or the other um oh no that was easy to do oh really how long did that so what i did so what i did for that was um 
So at the end of episode one, sorry, this is getting so far away from. I want to know uh, about it. Guardians, but yeah, I'm probably not going to bring it up again if I don't. So, um, all I did was uh, I started a new game file, and I just let it make the decisions for me. You can do that because because at the end, yeah, at the end of so at the end of episode one, you choose who you want to go for and find. Yeah. But if you want to jump to a different episode, it'll just be like, hey, you haven't played episode one. Do you just want us to, like, generate, like, what choices you made randomly? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And then it just, like, started me out with going to Boomtown instead. Oh, nice. So it it was just automatically on that. Yeah. So I just had to play through that, like, first chapter to get the guy whose name I already forgot. Uh, That wasn't Magnus, was it? That Magnus is, like, the current. Was it Magnus? I think it was Magnus. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how was Boomtown? Uh, it was kind of fun. You get like, so it's just like a free for all battle royale town. Cool. They're all just hitting each other. Where they're like, yeah, they're just like blowing each other up, hurting each other. And everyone there wants your little amulet that helps you find Magnus. So they're like, we're going to throw bombs at you and steal that. And you're like, uh, but, but, uh, don't. Why do please. they want it? Just cause. Cause it's like pretty. Oh, no, you know what it is? Uh, So, Magnus is, like, the champion of Boomtown. They all want the amulet to find Magnus and take him on so they can be the new uh, heroes of Boomtown. But anyone who's tried fails because Magnus is so good. And so he's like, I don't want to do this shit anymore. Fuck this. But you, Jesse, they don't know you. You could be the best for all they know. I'll throw the fight. Because if I throw the fight with anyone else, they'll know I threw the fight. But if it's you, I can just pretend like I did a bad job. And then uh, we can just leave. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, got all the achievements. Uh, it. I don't want to say I'm like a, a massive achievement guy, but if it's a game like that where it's just so easy to get them and the only reason I didn't was because the game glitched out, yeah, I'm going to go back and get them. That does upset me. I was I was thinking about doing it too just because, well, especially because I played it on PlayStation, which I mm-hmm. think changes the vibe a little bit for me because now I'm talking about like having a platinum versus not Yeah. Um, when we were so close to it just because of the glitch. Uh, I, I don't think I'll do it though. I don't. I don't really care about them. Yeah, I just did it because it didn't take that much time. It's not necessarily a game I want to hold on to. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, it was that episode, and uh, we'll see where it goes, I guess. How do you feel about Hollow yeah. the Accuser as a villain? I think she could be interesting. I mean, we just kind of got... Uh, we we just kind of got a taste of her at the end here, but I feel like she's more interesting than just having Thanos be like the big main bad guy. Yeah, I, with Thanos though, like Thanos does have sort of a, a pretty interesting personality. With uh with Hala and really any of the Kree villains they've ever used, they're just very straightforward kind of bad guys. They're just right very put together sort of villains uh so i i don't right but i i don't know if i'm I'm sure for a story like this that kind of lives by its narrative i Mm -hmm. i feel like they'd have to do a little more with her um they haven't yet but we'll see and i i'm excited to see yeah yeah um i am curious what it would have been like if the collector bought thanos's body 
I I wanted to do the collector. I felt like okay, either I go to the collector or I go to the Novacore. I feel like going to the collector would be more fun. But but I stuck to Gamora. Her reasoning just felt it it, it felt like a better thing to go for than Rocket's uh we want money. Yeah, and I also thought like maybe I want to get Rocket back on my side, but then Rocket said another thing to me that was just so rude <laughs> that it made me think, okay, actually maybe fuck Rocket. Maybe you Yeah, fuck you, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> One thing they do keep bringing up throughout the episode is Peter's role as the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy and how it's really up to you to keep the team together and whether or not the team stays together. It it feels a lot like skateboard points. Um <laughs> Which makes me apprehensive. Kind, I don't want it to be skateboard it, points. I I I don't know. It 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 feels like something I care about a lot more than skateboard points. Anyway, like I'm like, oh no, I want to keep everyone together. I want I want everyone to just be cool and be a team and have fun and be friends. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about skateboard points. Well, my perspective is like, if Rocket's bringing us down, let's hire a different guy. You know. Uh, <laughs> so if it's if it is a skateboard point like system, um, just for keeping the gang together, I'd much rather be rewarded for like, um, catching on that this guy's being a dick, <laughs> rather than <laughs> right just and, giving him what he wants. And and here's the thing about that: I also did not get that reaction from Rocket that you did. So I feel like I was much more willing to keep Rocket on the team. Yeah, everyone seems very nice for your thing. Uh, I don't know about mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so that is the uh, that's the end of the episode. Let's go into our segments. I gotcha. Let's go into them. Uh, choice cut. I mean, for me, it was just what to do with Thanos' body. Like, it, it, it is the big choice, it is the obvious one to pick, but it really is the one that I had to sit and think about and really consider the pros and cons of each. Because mm-hmm. I did feel like going to the Collector would be more fun, and I can't help but still think that now. And I had to really think about, like, uh, what do I do here? Because I, I, I don't want to piss anyone off, but, you know, you're going to have to in these situations. Um... But yeah, I just thought about it. And so Gamora wanted it because uh, she's killed so many Novacore members. She wants to kind of do right by them now that she's on uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a more noble reason than wanting more money than the money you're going to get for this. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, it turned out that Novacore gives you no money, which does make the choice more balanced. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's positioned as some money, so yeah, it it was kind of a. Uh, it, I did. I didn't. I didn't want to do anything for Rocket at the time. My choice cut was promising Mom not to be violent. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I hope it doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. Yeah, I probably will. Um, yeah. Weekly guy. Who's your weekly guy? Uh, Mitchell, I hate to say it after everything you've said this episode. Is it Rocket? <laughs> I gotta give it to it. So, here's my thing. I thought every... I liked everyone in this episode. I, You know, I got the... I got the Guardians of the Galaxy sense of humor and weird sort of standoffish camaraderie that I have come to expect. 
So it it's hard to pick. I just gave it to Rocket because he made me laugh the most. He, I, I was like, you are the resident ball buster of the group, Rocket. <laughs> ha ha, you and me are friends in this game. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't love it. I gave it to the Nova Core guy. <laughs> he, he he is good. He was one I considered too. Can I touch your gun? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, let's let's not make this weird. Um, and Nova Core guy is also associated with my golden moment. Uh, where okay, they need to determine whether Thanos's body is real. Uh, so they scan it with like some sort of like carbon dater thing and, and it's it, taken forever it takes like 45 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like sort of looking back and forth and smiling at each other awkwardly while it's happening uh and they do eventually determine it to be the real deal i thought it was gonna lead to like turns out not to be real but it's just like yeah we just we're just it just takes a long time so yeah i i I thought it was gonna be exactly that too but i think it's funnier that it just wastes your time for no reason and then it's like yeah yeah this is thanos uh what's your golden moment i mean i said it before i just really liked that scene with uh, getting drinks with the whole team and taking the time to shoot the shit with them just get a little one-on-one time with everyone uh yeah, I I like that. I feel like if I got what you got, maybe I would feel differently about it. But when I was going through that scene, I was like, oh, I really like this. It's working for me in a way that when The Expanse tried to do something similar, like in episode one, when you're just going to the ship and talking to the crew, that didn't work for me. It, f- it felt like I don't care about any of these people. Uh, but I guess with Guardians of the Galaxy, it's because I already have that very strong connection with them from the movies, and these are just basically the same as the movie versions. I'm like, I already know these guys, but I can just take a little time, get a little one-on-one, and, and, and it's just nice to have this before, get used to everybody before shit goes down. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I mean, it was- I it also was, like how- It was fun. I, I uh, won't say it wasn't fun in that bar scene. Yeah, like, I, I feel like if something had happened to sour it, like, unfortunately you got, then maybe I would have a different golden moment. But I thought it was really good. Um, I also really like, this isn't my golden moment, but, oh, sorry. Uh, one thing I did like was how, uh, after you kill Thanos, but before Hala comes to attack... The big conflict going on, like, the next development in the story is you have to pay your bar tab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, th- I thought that would have been fun to just to be the story. Like, obviously, they can't just have that be it. But I liked that for a second. It was like, oh, no, this is the big thing we're worried about right now. Well, for uh, for both of us, because we gave it to the Nova Corps, I think we still have that problem. That's true. I wonder if it's going to come back to bite us later. Uh, another golden moment contender I had was looking through the ship's email. Uh, oh, yeah, I was just about to bring that up, too. Yeah, I, I, I want to make sure we talk about it because it's a fun little thing. But they have emails from, like, Howard the Duck is in there, uh, Cosmo yeah. the Dog, which is before, if I remember correctly, Cosmo or Howard were ever referenced in a movie in the actual MCU. So. Um. Howard is in the post credits for the first movie. Is it the first one? I thought he was in the second one for a second. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I think it's all of them. Um, yeah, good point. But Cosmo isn't there yet. 
so yeah. cause they, they they were pretty um like future minded on all of the things that could be related to uh the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good that news. was a lot of fun. Just I I like stuff like that where you can just look through it for fun, get a, a sense of the character personalities and humor. Yeah, and, and the time in which you're allowed to check your email is uh, when you're trying to decide what to do with the uh, with Thanos's body. So the, uh, if you're just like on that computer reading bios and checking emails and stuff, one email you'll eventually get uh, while doing that. Is from Rocket, who is just downstairs, and he's like, "Dude, hurry up!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty you, good. Don't 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 even think about giving him to the Nova Corps. You you better do what I want. Um. Yeah. So that's uh that's this episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. I, I know you were a little uh a little more apprehensive about it, but I came out of this episode with a pretty optimistic feeling about it. Who uh do do you have any Marvel characters that you think might show up in the future that you would be uh kind of excited about maybe? I don't think I do. Not not really. Like I said, I've seen barely any of the MCU and I I never really knew much about Marvel even before the MCU. Like I knew Spider-Man, I knew Hulk. I I knew who they were, but like I I I wouldn't consider myself like such a fan that I know that I have like, oh, I really want to see this character show up or maybe, maybe they'll have this obscure guy. Yeah. I maybe we'll see more Howard the duck. I guess that would be where I would want to see it go. Yeah. Yeah. Have him like be one of the main characters. That'd be great. Have Batman be in it. That'd be a trip. Sure. Have Batman. It's the wrong, uh, it's the wrong comics, but I yeah, but that that makes it even more exciting. It does make it better, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get Lee in there. Yeah, Sam and Max. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sam or Max. Oh, imagine maybe. if you go to the collector and he has like Max in a tube. Oh, dude, maybe we should look up what happens. <laughs> the- <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, Telltale, the Collector. I'm looking at. It says here he has Max in a tube. Uh, yeah, and he has, hmm, Max in it too. <laughs> uh, no, so I think, okay, I'm looking at it right now. Who's the collector in this? Um, okay. Oh, the collector is a, um, you don't talk to the collector. You talk to, oh. like, uh, a, a, the collector's, um, assistant, assistant woman person gotcha yeah uh so and you don't go in the museum you go to like oh okay that well that makes me feel a little less bad for not picking it like the whole time i was like i bet it it would be fun to go in and see his stuff but no you don't even so i don't feel that bad about not picking it now yeah i i think it's it's uh i'm I'm looking through it. it it goes down almost exactly the same that makes a lot of sense yeah uh okay so until next time uh i love you listeners i love all of the listeners yeah stay cool and we'll be back with episode two of guardians of the galaxy the telltale series have a great summer yeah